Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside recruitment, but all from the coalface. Information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will allow you to squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. Welcome to this week's podcast. We're heading into the summer here in the UK and the schools are about to break up. I'm really looking forward to this summer. I've made a promise to myself to spend some real time off and away from work over the summer. Only for a week or 10 days, but you have to start somewhere. This week I've participated in my first live podcast, following on from my views on outsourcing and also linked to my interview with David Perry on the fourth industrial revolution that's on our podcast channel. It was really great to interact with other business leaders and get their views on the ideas of remote working and the future of it for our industry and some other ones. On that topic, don't forget our new sponsor, Forward. Forward's an outsourcing company run by experienced recruitment staff from the UK. They've taken the methods used by the big players in global recruitment and made the solutions available to any size of agency. With a very small outlay per month, you can get access to the best-in-class recruiters, virtual assistants, or marketing personnel who can become a real force multiplier for your business. I used them myself in my business, and I took a time out last week to interview their management team, and I'm even more impressed with their offering than I was. If you want to take advantage of a no-obligation consultant on how they can help your business, simply reach out to them and quote Million Pound Biller. One of their teams will set up a call. The website link is in the description below. This week, I've been doing some cleaning on my online space for a project I'm looking to take on, and it brought me to topic one of this week, how to review manager contacts and what the benefits could be for you. Benefits with sources like LinkedIn is that they make it very easy for you to look at your whole list of contacts on a spreadsheet. You can simply download it. I did this last weekend and took on a process of working out which contacts I have and then looking at which contacts I may be able to leverage into a new business or to help open doors for me and which contacts I have that fit for my new project. To do this review, I had a clear picture of the type of contact or leads I wanted to get and my ideal client or ideal target, what they would look like. If, like me, you're a long-term user of LinkedIn, you'll have a large number of contacts. And I'm sure, like me, many of those won't be any use against your current project. Indeed, the process of setting out a focused ideal client target should mean that by far the majority don't fit your immediate needs. That doesn't mean to say they aren't useful for other projects, just that they don't fit the goal at that particular moment. So build a plan and build a list of your target contacts and then start with your network and see who you know. Work out that list. You may be very surprised who you know and how long that targeted list is. I certainly was. Then when you've done that, If you feel that you want to add more people, you can use your LinkedIn process to build the list out more. I'm sure many of you already know that LinkedIn offers up similar contacts to those you select. So simply go to the contacts you've selected and see what LinkedIn throws up. 
Now, not all will fit your model or fit the target you're looking for, but I'm sure some will. The key with this process is that by building a small group, a target selection within your planned area, you can start doing what I'm doing now, interacting with that group. So now I take 30 minutes each day, usually in the evening when I'm watching TV, and simply check on what they're commenting on and posting on. By doing this, and only with this targeted group I have, inside a week, got a good feel for the types of issues and thoughts my contacts are having. I picked up some key phrases and some links to my solution that will tie back to their problems or the key topics of these targeted contacts. In short, I've got my marketing collateral already got to go, all from a bit of work for my own resources and some time investment. But you can go further than this. With the same process, you can start to interact with these contacts and start to post comments against their posts, perhaps asking them questions and getting responses. I found that this is often a better way to open up new contacts or target companies than any other BD effort. You establish a rapport without invading their space with cold calls. You can then follow up with some specifically targeted marketing, as I'm planning to. But I can almost hear you ask out there, what if I don't have thousands of contacts, or indeed any contacts in the area I want to target? Well, the same process works for you. Simply start with the ideal target, client or person, and use the tools at your fingertips to find the right people. You don't need to be connected with somebody to see what they've posted and commented on. And equally, you don't need to be connected with them to comment or post on their posts. Even with non-contacts, you can see what they've liked or added comments to, as well as their actual posts. So you can still use LinkedIn to find similar and other contacts to those people you want to work with. In short, use well. Systems like LinkedIn are a godsend for any new project or desk, if you remember three main tips. Number one, focus. Keep your target group small. Two, stalk. Use the dead time or quiet time in your evenings and during the day, perhaps, to see who those targets are speaking to, what they're commenting on and what they're liking. Number three, work out how you can solve their issues or address their focus via your service or your product. And then, and only then, start to pitch it using their own marketing language. Even me, with over 20 years experience and a range of first-level contacts that I've got, find this method of use. And I actively use it to work on every new project. Why don't you give it a try this week? So moving on to topic two this week. This week, I listened to a podcast with the CEO of Monzo, one of the challenger banks that sprung up around 10 years ago. Now, I'm not putting myself into the category in terms of a business leader, but he brought up an issue in that interview that resonated with me, and I wanted to bring it to this medium in case it helps any of you. During the times I've run my business and worked with companies, I've had periods of extreme stress. I've never had an issue going to sleep at night. I know many of my peers who have, they're simply tossed and turned when they're under stress and are unable to get to sleep in the first place. For me, it was always different. I would fall asleep fine, but at two, three, or four in the morning, I'd be woken from my sleep by some issue in my head. Now this could be a small issue or more likely something that was a real problem, but which in the middle of the night, and let's not kid ourselves, whatever Hollywood stars or famous real estate agents might say, 4am is still the middle of the night. They seem a far bigger problem at those times than it would in the cold light of day. I've had this issue a number of times over the years. As you might expect, in the six months leading up to the closure of my first business, it was almost a constant issue. But it's also been an issue when it's getting close to the end of the month or I'm hitting my goal or perhaps I've got a large client deal to deal with in the next couple of days or weeks. In short, whenever I have a reasonably large issues on my mind, I used to get woken up in the middle of the night and frankly, no matter the actual size of the issue, when you're awake and your mind has woken you, the issue simply grows in magnitude. Now we all know that sleep is one of the key cornerstones to a healthy mind and indeed to being at your most productive. So losing two to four hours a night being woken early is not a good way to try and deal with the long-term issues or stresses that are keeping you up in the first place. In fact, it's likely to make things much worse in the long run. I hope that none of you have ever experienced these issues, 
But I know by the law of averages that some of you will have, whether that's not being able to go to sleep in the first place, or like me and the CEO from Monzo being woken early in the morning. So if it does affect you, or it does in the future, here are my tips, which, whilst not removing the problem completely, have at least reduced its frequency for me. Firstly, I've removed my phone and all distracting electronics from my bedroom. I used to have my iPad to read books at night and use my phone as an alarm clock. And I've gone back to hard format books for evening reading and I've now got myself an actual alarm clock. Well, actually, it's an Alexa clock thing, but it doesn't do my emails at least. This may sound like a line used by many people when talking about sleep, but I do it. And all I can say is it works for me. If I do work in the middle of the night, I don't have the temptation to scroll on my phone or reach my iPad to read. Instead, I work with my issues and go back to sleep. I try to tell myself to park it, or I have a small notebook by my bed in which I can put a to-do for the morning, and that way, at least I feel like I've taken an action. The second thing I've done is that I close down each day with a review and a wash-up. This is just me personally viewing what issues I've had and what I need to do about them, what areas I must prioritise tomorrow or over the coming days. For example, if it's the end-of-the-month target anxiety, I'd be setting up where I can focus on the short-term wins. If it's a more general company issue, such as how will I make payroll, which is a real issue when you run your own company, believe me, I'd be sitting and reviewing budgets and ensuring I knew how the business finances were looking, and most importantly, I'd be taking decisions to ensure I never got to the place where I simply can't pay the salaries. Finally, part three of my process is to try and recognise that all, not all things are in your control, and that you have at times just to revel in what you do have and be thankful. I know full well from my own background that at times your business life whether it's in your own company or not, can become your everything. It becomes your only reason for doing anything, frankly. Now, that is not a healthy long-term position. So over the years, I've worked hard to make sure I have my priorities better aligned. Sure, I put my all into work and my business goals, but equally, I work to ensure that I have as much focus on my personal goals and my personal life as I do in my business life. Then when things get in tough in business, or indeed my personal life, I've got an outlet, a way of changing the script for a period of time to allow my brain to recharge and new ideas to come to me. I've found over the past few years since I've been working on this balance that the ideas to my stresses in one area can often find solutions when I'm not focused on them at all, and I'm either in business or in my personal space, vice versa. My view is that often you are too close to the problem. If all your focus is on it and you lose your ability to look at the bigger picture, then how are you going to find the solutions? Once you take a step away, you find your brain will search for and automatically find options. Believe me, the other thing I've learned over the years is there are always options. I even found out, far too late unfortunately, that there could have been options to having to close my first company. Unfortunately for me, I had not learned these techniques back then, so I never got the distance I needed to find those options in the time period. I hope, as with all these Coffee Break podcasts, that just one of you may avoid those issues that I fell into by hearing some of my ideas. Now, I don't have all the answers. If I did, I suspect there would still be more to learn. But I hope my ideas and some of these lessons I've learned on the hard way help you in your journey. Anyway, that's it for another Coffee Break podcast. I hope you liked it. And if you did, then please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We have that big news on our Facebook group to bring you next week. So please pop over there now and become a member. It's going to be, come, I hope, a really useful group for those of you on your million pound journey. We've released a new interview this week as well with the team from our podcast sponsor, Forward. I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. So please give that a listen. I'm a huge believer in the power of outsourcing to help us with multiplier and recruitment. And the team from Forward can bring you those benefits that were previously only open to the big agencies. I don't know about you, but if I can get three top recruiters to help source talent for the price of one UK-based recruitment, I know where I would put my investment. You can always get more roles. And the best bit you can do is turn off the resource when you don't need it. 
So thanks for listening and until next week, enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm.